Hi, welcome to Residential Tech Talks. I'm Jeremy Glowacki, Executive Editor of Residential Tech Today. And today I'm joined by Joe Whitaker of Thoughtful Integrations in St. Louis and Dallas, Texas. Joe is a great influence on uh, the custom integration industry. And this last few weeks, he's been hosting videos, um, doing a lot of Facebook Live stuff, trying to really give advice and connect with the custom integration industry and as well as his client base. We had a great conversation today. So uh, enjoy my uh, chat with Joe Whitaker of Thoughtful Integration. Hey, Joe, thanks so much for, for joining me here. I, uh, I hope to, to capture just a little bit of the uh, energy that you've been having like the, the last uh, couple of weeks here. In I'm, still on, I'm, still, I'm still on coffee. So, um, <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, overall, though, we're still kind of moving. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, what, what's your what's your day to day business wise? Um, I want to definitely see what that's all about, because I, I wasn't <laughs> sure how much you're able to actually get out and do in the field. So, right now. so, so my my day Wi-Fi has obviously become like a really big, hot thing, uh, entertaining. Uh, that kind of thing when you're at home. But like my day lately, at least for the last two and a half, three weeks, has been different and crazy. So I, I, I've I, always been an early riser, um, but my day starts five o'clock in the morning. Um, that is going through wow. it, any of my pipeline, um, any uh, invoices, uh, billing, builder communication, all that set up for the show. And then that starts at 7.30. Um, I'm usually done with that at an hour. Uh, sometimes a little earlier. Then it's um, any you know vendor, distributor, manufacturer relations for about a half an hour. Any ordering, anything like that, because picking up parts right now is difficult. You know, okay. so, some distributors require you to actually give them a time when you're going to be there, um, and pick a time slot. Uh, most of them you can't walk in. Obviously, uh, they'll yeah. roll a sanitized cart with your stuff outside, roll their roll door down. You get your stuff and you put it in your truck. And then they don't open their door until you drive off. So, wow. okay. so, you know, there's that mechanism. And then, you know, from, you know, nine to five or six, I typically try to be out in the field. It's either servicing existing clients. Um, we've got some where people are getting ready to move in homes during stay at home, which is really weird for me, but it has allowed me to be on a lot of job sites with nobody there. Um, right, and we're so these bit, these are these are new builds or just they're they're moving into new, new homes builds from, remodels. You know, the, yeah. the one I was at yesterday, uh, the guy had bought uh, a nice little spot in one of my favorite areas in town in the city. City, um, he bought it right before all this happened. Uh, so they're trying to transition into moving in, and he's had you know he the, he does property management for a living okay. so he he's got a great mechanism you know he got the floors redone only the floor people were there and then the whole place was sanitized and he had the cabinet guys come in the countertop guys come in the eye okay. came in and and you know he's chopped it up very well uh but we're at the same time we um, especially me now cuz we just kind of had our first hit at home event not in our home uh but with a family member uh who's a nurse getting corona yesterday uh, so, oh, wow. but, but we're being extremely on point with uh, OSHA guidelines and above as far as PPE. Uh, and it's funny that Saturday, to all my integrator friends, uh, I'm actually going to do a video of how the proper way to enter and exit your vehicle from job sites, because everybody's doing it wrong. You don't touch your door handle 
with your rubber yeah, yeah. gloves on. Um, so I'm going to do that step-by-step process of how you enter and exit a job site, how you enter and exit your own prop, your vehicles, how you deal with tools, laptops, those things that you're touching. Uh, sure. Cause I, I, you know, my number one job of course is to take care of my family, um, right. uh, not bring anything home. But at the same time, you know, when you're dealing with employees, vendors and other things, you, you have to make sure you're also safeguarding your clients. Uh, one of the for things sure. I've asked for in certain certain times is we know our clients, you know, and I'll never call anybody out personally, but but we're in people's homes for the lifetime, you know, for forever. And we kind of know what people's cleanliness is and their, <laughs> you know, their habits, uh, that kind of thing. So sometimes I am more careful than others. Um, and in some cases, uh, even in New York, you know, you, you still got to go to the grocery store if you can't do, you know, DoorDash or, or at-home delivery. Um, in some cases, those ones that I think might be quick in and outs, 30 minutes, hour, quick troubleshooting, I'm actually asking them to let me do that while they're at the grocery store or oh, yeah. while, while they're putting gas in their car or while um, they're doing lawn work. Lawn work is great. They're outside, house is empty. They're not mm-hmm. breathing on me. That extends past the six or 10 foot guideline. Um, it's an extra little safeguard. And, you know, I'm all about the the mask and the rubber gloves and the disposable booties and to the point of shortages we have, uh, you know, funny thing, uh, you know, we went through the Lysol disappeared and then I'm a big, I'm a big, the wipes, the Lysol wipes. Oh um, yeah, definitely. They stay in my car and you knew you had that shortage and then the shortage went into, you, you can't get rubbing alcohol. Uh, I had mm-hmm. that problem. I couldn't go to, you know, Walgreens or anywhere and get, or Amazon get rubbing alcohol. So, you know, I got, I got uh, creative. Uh, the liquor stores are still open. So, you sure. know, a 50% mix of Everclear and water works mm-hmm. like a champ. You know, we're at That's a time a where one. you have to get a little creative. And if you're going to make your new habit of mine, try not to touch my face because I do, especially since I shaved, like my face yeah, is yeah. always itchy. But our day-to-day is that's part of my day-to-day um, in the morning yeah. and my, my five o'clock to before the show is what are the it, things it, that we could do as a company um, to yeah. be safer for us and otherwise. It, it, it seems like um, by the by the amount of uh, times I see you doing a live stream or you know video production that you wouldn't be in the field as much as that. It, and I thought you were just desperate for human interaction, but it sounds like you're, you're limiting the human interaction portion of it. So you probably are needing that outlet of communicating with others and also just helping the industry like you always do with your involvement. Well, 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 that, that, that is, that's part of, you know, what I've been doing is um, like the learn from home thing. When I reached out to Tim Albright and I wanted to, I wanted to do something where the whole industry came together. But on the flip side, I thought about, you know, all the customers and clients out there, you know, they're stuck in their homes. And in a lot of cases, they figured out that what they had or what they have really sucks. You know, they're trying to entertain their kids or working from home or trying to school these kids from home. And they're realizing that what they thought was good in a not often used environment was okay. But now that it's 24 seven and they need it, they're realizing they don't really have what, what they need. And nobody is speaking to them is is the problem. You know, Mm -hmm. I um, have tried in the past, but still haven't done a good job on publications other than yours, by the way, which you could pick up at newsstands, uh, you know, the old school way, the C pros and the resi systems and the, you know, they didn't yeah, the speak B2B. to the consumers. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the same thing with Cedia, you know, Cedia has always talked to us pros, but, you know, has never trickled it all the way down to 
the people that use it. I mean, uh, Resi Tech Today is kind of the first one that started to do that. So I kind of took the trend that you did and wanted to flip it on their on its head because right now everybody is home and and the phone is in these people's hands all the time right now. They're trying to stay connected. They're trying to get more information on how to live, you know, safer, more entertained, better communication, peace of mind, uh, comfort, security, all of that kind of stuff. You know, right now they're stuck in there and they're like, I need to fix this or I need to find yeah. out more. And nobody is really providing the information and the information that they are used to getting um, is typically wrong in, or incorrect. You know, me and Matt Scott from Aviation often uh, we were going to do a consumer show a year ago. One of our uh, skits was CNOT, which was a knockoff on CNET because, you know, there's articles in there that are okay, but they're either factually incorrect or they're snake oil. You know, there was a, there was an article way back when me and Matt were talking about this, about going outside and shooting your projector against the side of your house for a great experience. No, uh-huh. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, right. that's a straight CNOT story. So, but being able to give that real information and then at the same time, have pros in the comments asking questions and giving advice and then having manufacturers actually on the show talking about some of that technology uh, and making it extremely consumer facing. It's not that uh, I'm bored because I'm not. It's <laughs> okay. not. It's not that I'm not busy um, because what I'm doing right now, I, I'm being effectively busy more than I've ever done before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's being able to give all those things that I know that you know that you know the other integrators know and actually put it out there um, because we've got three things going on right now. We got to save our families, we got to save our businesses, and we got to save our clients. So if you could figure out a way to mechanize that, that's amazing. I read the article you just did with Henry. Um, Henry Clifford has been a longtime friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we were on the board together. Uh, you know, I love the guy. And a lot of the stuff that he said in there is very, very relevant right now. And, you know, yeah. he's he's kind of doing some of the things that I'm doing as far as mechanically in the business. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to talk to Henry uh, next week on a podcast as well to kind of go over some of those points he covered in his article. And he did mention some really good just best practices for this, this quarantine period. Today's episode of Residential Tech Talks is brought to you by URC, Universal Remote Control, the ultimate smart automation and control system. Need coffee, but you don't want your neighbors to see? Your bedhead? Lower the shades in your kitchen from any room. With URC's Total Control Smart Home System. Control your privacy. Visit www.universalremote.com to learn more. Uh, I noticed you, you, as you mentioned, you shaved. Um, is, was that a uh, safety thing? Because you heard about uh, facial hair being a problem? Uh, absolutely. It was absolutely a safety thing. Uh, cause I read about, you know, I read about the facial hair thing and then, uh, I kind of, it, it started sticking in the back of my mind. And then this was like during the first week of all this, yeah. um, you know, and then I started noticing when I had, uh, when I had the big, the big plastic one with the two things on it, I was fine, but that uh, thing is typically uncomfortable. It's hard to talk through. Um, and so then I started using the N95 more and I noticed it did, my facial hair did push it out by a quarter inch. Right. Um, and that's a big gap. That's, that's okay. a, that's a large gap. So yeah, the facial hair was definitely, 
uh, part. It drives me nuts. I hate it. Um, but well, I have to say, I was, I was a little bit taken aback when I saw you doing the uh, the shaving, uh, you know, period there. And, and it was, as as we all have experienced, when we haven't shaved for a while, our face does not look the same for a couple of days. Now I'm used to you. you this is the new Joe, but I'm sure you don't want to stay with that. For, no, like, no. As, as soon as uh, I have a requirement. Well, no, no, no. I will yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. I'll probably continue a little, little while after, you know, when, when our stay at home orders are re- removed, whenever that may be, um, yeah. I will probably still, uh, continue for a couple of weeks following the same PPE guidelines. Yeah. And that's uh, mainly because of what I've felt in my gut, um, the whole time about this, uh, because of habit. Uh, I mean, this happened to me, um, when we had the recession in 08 housing market crash yeah. and all that. You know, I did a lot of, I did research on other events like this in the past and how that works. So then, you know, in my research on this, you know, I looked at smallpox, I looked at uh, measles, mumps, rubella, black plague. I looked at all the way those kind of things work. And in my gut, I was like, okay, um, someday we'll have a vaccine, but there's going to be a mutation and there's going to be a, a second wave. And then For we sure. had the article from New York Times come out this morning that it's already been proven that pe- 59 people um, who had already recovered are now back with it and they don't think it's because of exposure. They, they think it's because of a recessive um, component of it stayed in their body asleep. And then after a couple of weeks woke back up, which okay. is a little different from an influenza a virus perspective. But so that's why my plan is to, even after we're lifted, not to go, woo, we're back to normal yeah. um, to go to the fact of, man, this could come back. Um, and yeah. then I, I could still get exposed because everybody's rolling the dice on incubation periods, how long it actually stays on a hard surface. We still don't have all the answers. So yes, I, I will continue on with, you know, PPE shaving, making sure that I'm, I'm, if I could get one of those things you see in the science fiction movies where you pull the thing <laughs> and you just yeah. get doused, I would put one in my foyer and in the garage. Yeah, that, yeah, that was my joke when we uh, went to the grocery a couple of weeks ago. I said I felt like with my wife, she's really good about this stuff and wipes everything down with the, the Clorox wipes. And I think I'm getting like scarring in the lungs from just the Clorox wipes. But uh, I said it was like Silkwood, you know, the when she gets uh, you know, hit with the nuclear uh, uh, radiation and they hit her with the showers, scrub her down. I felt like I was doing that when I came home for the first couple of times. And, and now everyone's being so much safer out in the stores, I feel like, um, and the stores themselves have gotten better, um, you know, separating from the customers, wearing masks, the whole thing. It's a, it, it's a safer environment, but, you know, you still feel like, my God, this, you know, just don't know where it's coming from. You don't know who has it. They don't know if they've got it. Um, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm worried about you as a, uh, as a smoker. Have you considered that as a you know, risk factor? So yes, um, and stress right now has not helped with that. Yeah. Um, but but you know I I I I have been uh, Sarah's on me all the time about that a lot lately um, because we've looked at you know what those percentages of risk factors and the fact that I am over forty. Um, you know we just uh, in St. Louis I think yesterday in our county, not the city or the state, but in uh, St. Charles County, which is the county we reside in. Um, we had our first under 45, over 40 death um, mm. with what they're reporting is no previous recorded, um, you know, health situations. So, yeah, and that, that was just yesterday. So, so me reevaluating my life 
um, has been a big one. And Jeremy, that that particular thing is on my list um, because I've I've uh, when this hit day one. Um, for those people out there, know that you know um, I, I I could party with the best of them. Yeah. Uh, when, when this uh, when this hit the U.S., um, you know, kind of on that day one period. Uh, I, I, I have not had a, a drop of alcohol because I decided I want to be the 100% best me for my, I, I made a four level priority, family, business, friends, and Cedia. If it doesn't fall into those four and I can't be the 100% best me I can be for those four, whatever that thing is, I, I need to cut it out. So, you know, uh, being able to be clear headed at all times you know, my, my usual was like, you know, on a Saturday or a Friday, you know, have a glass of scotch or a bourbon or whatever the case may be, uh, a couple of beers. Um, those are moments when I'm not thinking clearly. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, we know that's the way that works. Yeah, sure, it makes you feel great. But I'd rather feel great about being 100% on game, 24-7, ready for whatever, um, and then, you know, being a smoker, that's, that's kind of that next thing, you know, I, and, and, uh, there's some people that don't even know I smoke because I, I don't do it around a lot of people. Um, I'm not an, like, uh, uh, Marge Simpson sisters, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, that's not me, but, but the same thing, it, there, there are a lot of health things to start thinking about. Yeah. And you talk about, um, you know, from being around all the disinfectants, how you, you were saying, you know, my, my throat feels a little burned. Um, when I say I've been overly cautious, and to some extent, it's had negative effects. Uh, one of them I'm going to stop doing today because I told you I'm a big fan of uh, the Lysol wipes. Mm-hmm. Um, for like a week, I had a habit of actually, you know, after I clean my hands and, and clean stuff, wiping my face with it. Ooh. Um, so I, my, my throat has been a disaster. Uh, yeah, so I'm, not, I'm not doing that anymore, but, but I, but I was kind of, because now I'm breaking the habit of touching my face. Um, yeah. and that's what my concern with that was, is I touch my face a lot. Uh, and the other thing, uh, you know, kind of a hint for you guys out there, as long as I, I did a, a Facebook post and this is my own personal one, kind of out to all my, my integrated friends. Um, but you have to follow the instructions and do it like it says. Uh, Ryan um, from Screen Innovations has one. Loves the idea. So d- during hunting season, I had bought an in-car ozone generator. Okay. So ozone in itself uh, during a hunting season kills bacteria on your skin is what it does, which is a thing that deers and animals smell. They don't smell, oh. they don't smell your cologne or whatever. They smell bacteria that naturally grow in your skin. Warns them that you're a human, not an animal. Mm-hmm. Well, from other experience, I know that ozone in the past, back during SARS, ozone is known to kill 98% of SARS and most coronaviruses uh, or most COVIDs. Uh, so mine that I use in my, my, my truck, it runs for 30 minutes and then it shuts itself off. So when I'm out on a job site, if I know that I'm going to be in there for an hour, hour and a half, mm-hmm. I'll toss that sucker in, in the truck, you know, lock the truck, it'll run, totally disinfect my truck. Uh, sanitize my truck. Uh, I mean, it got hamburger smells out of it even uh, <laughs> from hamburger wrappers. It'll run and then I'll go back out, out to the truck. It has not been running by then for 30 to 45 minutes. Open the truck door, let it air out for about 10 minutes. I know it's an extra 10 minutes, but uh, if you're in a truck or in a van, you know, that gives you 10 minutes on the outside of your truck 
to wipe down your tools, wipe down your laptop, you know, mm-hmm. get yourself set up. By that time, it is aired out, ready for you to get in. Because ozone is bad to directly inhale, extremely bad. But yeah. um, there's guidelines that come with the product. And, and I got mine off of Amazon for 30 bucks. So okay. 30, 30, for $30, yeah. in between every job or during, actually, while you're on a job site, you're able to, um, and, you know, if you, like I've start, started doing, my tool bag, um, I'm not taking all of my tools or my laptop bag in places anymore. I'm okay. only taking the things I need essential for that job, a cardboard parts box that mm-hmm. I toss in the back of the truck um, when I'm done. I don't, re- I'm not going to reuse it. I'm chunking it later, dumpster okay. at the office. But leaving those things like your tool bag, your laptop bag, your, all of those things in the cab while that's running, you're, you're touching everything. And those repetitive tools that you've used more than once that you think you might have cleaned good enough, now it's sitting in there getting a blast of ozone, getting clean. So, you know, there's these other things out there that we can do um, that'll be – we're technology people. You know, we should be looking yeah. at technologies um, to make our jobs safer and easier. For sure. What, what, um, I mean, the stories you hear from people about their experiences, I mean, this is just such a weird thing to live through. We're all going through it. It's like, you know, we talk about people who in the greatest generation were in World War II and you try to talk to them while they're still alive about that experience or the Great Depression and you see results and changes in habits and things like that. Um, but right now we're in the middle of it and it's, it's like you, sometimes you get numb to the weirdness of what we're experiencing. Is there anything that you can remember so far that just stands out as like, this is just a weird time we're living in? Oh, my, my big hit to the gut um, was early on, um, early on when this first started. Um, Cause some people got smart really quick. Um, yeah. And that was my first realization. Um, going to a gas station okay. and I go to fill up gas and this was early on. So, you know, I wasn't even thinking ahead about, you know, gas pumps and all that. Sure. Uh, obviously I didn't get anything then, but you know, I wasn't wearing anything. And then one pump. Oh no, no, no. So I'm pumping gas. A lady pulls through in a minivan, like she's going to pump right next to me. She stops, she looks at me and then she goes around to another pump you know, three over. So she's, so she's away from me. Okay. She gets out, puts on rubber gloves, puts on a mask, gets her debit card out, runs a debit card, pushes a button, then wipes her debit card down with hand sanitizer. And I'm like, this has got to be the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. This, yeah. this lady is crazy is what I actually thought. This is yeah. paranoia. Flip forward now I'm doing this, you know, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. taking all those precautions. That was my first realization that um, things are going to be different and they're going to continue yeah. to be different. And our new normal is not going to be the normal when we get to whatever the new normal is. It's not yeah. going to be what, what we had before. What do you think the changes are going to be? Like I, I was trying to figure it out. Like this is just like the little parlor mm-hmm. game that I go through in my head of like what, First of all, I go through, I'm walking my dog and I'm thinking, well, what are the positives right now of, of this situation? And I think, well, it's good that the environment's not taking as much of a hit, you know, from a manufacturing slash, uh, you know, cars, uh, 
all the all the things that are polluting the environment that we're talking about. When can we ever, you know, slow down and get a handle on, uh, you know, climate change? And I I think that we've got a long way to go with that, but yet at least there's a little bit, literally a breather for the environment, you know, that type of thing. And then I think, well, what, what's the new normal, that overused expression, new normal, going to be after we even have, um, you know, a handle on this? Obviously, vaccine is the key. Things can maybe get back to a, a, a regular normal then. But as we start to sort of loosen guidelines, I'm thinking like, you know, if you open restaurants, can you ever have like a buffet line? You know, can you, you know, do you have to monitor it, have someone wiping down everything all the time like you do in groceries right now as you're checking out? Um, what do you what do you see? Have you thought about that a little bit? Like what just in the normal world, not necessarily in, in the customer integration business? A lot, a lot. I've thought about it a lot. And I think some of the trends we're going to see are going to be surprising and some are going to be super obvious. You know, I think when we come out of this, because of the social distancing and all the things we're doing, um, I think it's going to flip a little backwards. Um, you know, there's there's hunger of emotion and hunger of common sense. So I think uh, us as people overall are going to be a lot more cautious about what we bring into our homes, whether it be people, boxes, bags, yeah. whatever. I think we're going to be a lot more cautious of what we bring into our home. And we're going to start thinking about how we clean our home more and uh, the quality of the air in our home and what things we're using, doing, using, touching. I think that's going to be a huge trend in the home. And that's, you know, that common sense part, um, mm -hmm. which uh, I saw something interesting on social media this morning from Michael Restrepo, an integrator, and he posted a funny thing about the, uh, the, new, uh, the new confirmed IDOIT virus, um, which spells idiot. Um, because <laughs> yeah. we've been idiots for so long. Uh, right. and, and now, you know, common sense hopefully will be a thing again. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, inside the home, however, we've got that emotional and psychological tug, which always causes us to make dumb decisions. And because of the social distancing, I think after we come out of this, maybe a week after we come out of this, some people really realize, oh, we're out of this. Um, I think bars, restaurants, and movie theaters are, as long as they keep their sanitary guidelines, are going to see the largest amount of people in them ever. Yeah. Because people are just going to want to be around people. Sure, they still, 75% of them might still have masks. And you might see the way, um, you know, dishes and glasses at a bar sanitize different. Yeah. And you might see some of those mechanical business trends change. But I'm willing to bet that those social events, basketball games, baseball games, football games, are going to be sold out, packed, just because, you know, our number one thing back to the caveman days is people required to be around people. Yeah. You know, above food, water, and everything else, our natural emotional response is, I have to have uh, dialogue. I have to yeah. have closeness. Um, the way that happens may be different, but I believe that is going to see a huge uptick. But I also believe, having said that, that things like national parks, public city parks, um, you know, we're going to see an uprise um, in how those are used and, and how, you know, people start using these public things that since I was a kid 
have changed. You know, nowadays you go to a park, it's kind of empty. When I was a kid and went to a park, you know, everybody was on the playground and on the tetherball. And, and yeah. you know, I think we're going to see that. The thing you said about uh, the, the benefits that you see, I just saw this morning, which was awesome. Uh, the picture of the, the first time you've been able to see the Himalayas in 30 years. Oh, wow. Um, and the picture, if you get a chance to look at the picture, look at it. Gorgeous. Okay. Like it is amazing. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're starting to see, you know, that pollution lift. Um, maybe you'll be able to be, um, you know, in LA and actually see the Hollywood sign from Santa Monica or something. I don't know. Uh, but sure. you know, we're, we're starting to see some positive trends. Uh, Al Gore's probably ecstatic about this, but right. uh, you know, there, there is a time to look at the positive when we come out of this, it will be different, but I think we're going to see, um, individual social socializing uh, on a much different, more compassionate, more empathetic, more understanding basis. I hope that lasts, you know, I mean, it's, um, it's one of those things you look at nine 11 and how much that changed everyone's feelings for a while, but we never really, there was a period of time when things were, were really uncomfortable. And, you know, I lived in New York during that time. So I'd get on the subway because it was a daily requirement for me to get to work. And I would, I would have like a eyelid twitch, like every day, just a, just a nervousness because you heard like dirty bombs or the next thing you're going to have, you know, someone's going to set off something, you know, and um, fortunately New York, you know, became one of the most secure places in the world, but uh, you know, it, it, it changed your, you know, airport experience for good. Um, you know, so many things, you know, sporting events going in, the, the going through the metal detectors and all of that. And, you know, it, it sucks sometimes that you have your life just slowed down, but at the same time, you can go in there and feel safe, you know? Um, it's, it's sad that that's the reality, but I think that there will be sort of structural things that change in our, in our society. But I hope that on the positive side, that concern for everyone around you and the feeling of like, we're all in this together. We all went through this together. You know, even the most staunch deniers are getting the reality check now that this thing is real. It's happening. You know, you may live in the middle of nowhere, but there's still cases around you. Um, and, and the big cities were hit the worst and are hit the worst. And, um, I think we're getting another wave of it coming toward us in the Midwest because, you know, I'm in the Indy area. Um, and it, it's, it's not going to be as bad as New York, but, uh, you know, it'll be a wake up call for everybody. And I hope we, we get through it and then see how much we are similar, not to be kumbaya, but that seems like one of the positives you could look at after, after this is over. Um, so what, one last question for you, and, and it's kind of a heavy one, but obviously this industry, custom integration is going to be um, affected for a while after this, even, even if there's an uptick in business as soon as people are comfortable and, and as soon as certain places are allowed to um, do more work besides just sort of the infrastructure stuff. Um, what's your advice for people in this business to kind of brace themselves for, for this, you know, stretch here and getting ready to come out of it? Um, whether that means adjusting your, your staffing appropriately or, um, thinking about changing your product mix or what you do with the technology. Well, so what you were, uh, I'm actually going to tie what you were just talking about into this question, because it is important for our industry. Um, cause you talk about, I hope people will continue 
um, to have the empathy they have now and the understanding they have now beyond this. It, but you have to, you know, if you look at history, um, 9-11 was a little different because it was a, U, it was, it affected every airport across the everywhere, but it was a U.S. thing. So you've got to compare this to other global things and, and in the lifetime of the length of that empathy and, and how it affected business, right? I, I always say this, you know, this now makes what we in our industry experienced in 2008 a joke. That was a blip um, compared to this. But then you look at those who survived through the Great Depression, 20s. You look at World War II, those are, who are still alive today that were during that. And you ask them the question, and when it's in a global thing, you know, that empathy and all that may last for 10 or 20 years. Great Depression, it definitely did. World War II, it definitely did. It, but it's only going to last until that next spoiled generation is born. Yeah. Um, you know, which is is today. I don't want to call out the millennials. I really don't. Um, but you guys are all, you know, reaping the the rewards of of the seeds that were sowed by the the World War II veterans. You know, we go those generations out, and we forget. This is that that reminder that you can prepare for anything. Somebody something's going to slap you in the face, and that's what's happening to our industry. So you know, the no, the the number one thing you know that we even had to consider that we're not going to do um, is if you file for PPE, don't even look at changing your staff because you are going to hurt yourself for years in the future. Uh, PPE says that you cannot let anybody go. Um, yeah. If you don't want to have to pay that back, you better figure out every way you can, every dollar you can cut to make sure you keep your people. And in the same thread of that is all those people that work for you are an extension of your family. Um, you know, it's your responsibility first, keep your family fed and theirs. Um, yeah. You know, you are the, uh, I, I messaged somebody about talking to their constituents and told them, you know, you, you need to uh, uh, mechanically, emotionally, and outward, you, you, you've got to put on your best Winston Churchill right now. Um, mm -hmm. They are looking to you. Uh, this is a time where you still can get some work done. Um, but you need to evaluate your brand. It's so cliche to say, but right now you have to, because you have to modify the relationships with your manufacturers to suit today's needs. And then you have to modify the way that your consumers, potential or current or past, look at you. Um, yeah. you're, you're not an enjoyment environment anymore. Now you are, how can I live in this? And then when we come out of this, what can we do together to prevent? Um, so you've, you've got to look at the things you're doing, the mechanics of them, how you're promoting yourself. Um, because believe me, uh, for any of my integrated friend, friends out there listening or watching, if you're showing flashy pictures of cool kitchens or badass home theaters, stop it because you're coming off arrogant and ignorant. Right. Stop it. That, that is not cool right now uh, at all. Uh, you know, there are people who can't feed their families who used to be your clients. You know, you've got big companies like Hertz. Hertz, huge corporation, laid off 90% of their staff across wow. the list. 90%. They're executives of Hertz who used to be one of the integrators on here's client who could no longer feed their family because they were spending, just like we all were, a little too heavy because the economy was great. Mm -hmm. we, we've got to be a lot more empathetic with our delivery of what we do. We've got to talk about solutions that can improve the things they're going through now 
and hopefully someday we'll get back to where we can show off flashy home theaters, where we can, you know, talk about all those great things that, that we enjoy. Right now we got to talk about, you know, health, safety, peace of mind, comfort, and security, uh, because God forbid this goes on for six months and we get to the point of, you know, good old overseas looting attitude um, when, when, when a, dramatic, a dramatic negative shift, which I'm not right. saying has happened and I don't expect, but we've got to remember when this hit, um, anything that can happen will happen. And you've got to find some kind of positive. The other thing I will say is start reevaluating the mechanics of your business. Um, next week, uh, this week we're launching a little bit of something. Next week we're launching a, a whole nother something. Um, we are going to go into the world that me and Jeremy, me and you have talked about this before, um, but we never knew it was going to be forced. Uh, we, we are coming, we are definitely coming into a do it with me um, a phase of what we do. As in, even after this, there are going to be people who don't want you in your house. So you're going to have to uh, figure out a way to provide remote services, pre-programming of devices that you can send to them. And then one of your techs or yourself can help them physically install it over FaceTime, Zoom, um, et cetera. A, a remote do it with me, if you will. Um, and to take products in your catalog that can be configured beforehand. Uh, I'll do a video probably later today or tomorrow of setting up somebody's Wi-Fi down to you know a secured iot but the way i'm doing it on a bench sanitizing and cleaning everything up boxing it back up sending it to them and then doing a 10-minute call with them to make sure all their devices are back on the wi-fi and then also that that router is back on the internet um modifying those kind of things there'll be some programs coming out that i'll help that i'm going to help beta test to allow integrators to actually be able to sell some of these custom only devices in okay. an e-commerce platform, not on Amazon or, or Google, the big ones. But, you know, we know right now, which is the, the big thing everybody's looking at, you know, what do we do with our showrooms or our retail environments or they're shut down, we can't use them, our sales guys can't do it. Um, you know, to all of my friends out there hurting with those, uh, ours has been shut down for quite a while now. I want you to understand your Instagram, your Facebook, your Pinterest, your Twitter, and your website are extensions of your showroom. They are extensions of your sales space. They are extensions of your um, company environment. They, they are part of that. You have to start treating them like that right now because your big suck, which some people, you know, are getting a little rent forgiveness. Not everyone is. Um, so th that's just one of those assets that you, you're, you're getting pounded with right now. All of those other platforms are extensions of that. And utilizing, you know, a Shopify type uh, e-commerce space can filter right into, you know, sale by tweet or, you know, Facebook sales. Yeah, if you looked at ours right now uh, at, at the Thoughtful Integrations Facebook page, you'll notice there is one device that typically couldn't be sold online that's on there. And we're going to kind of uh, provide a custom curated experience. And, and I, I'm doing this because I want other integrators to kind of follow me on that. And if you need my help, I'll get on the phone with you and on a Zoom and show you how to, you know, spend $9 a month on a Shopify account and only have it visible or usable on Facebook or Twitter and that. So it's not filtering out in the wild, wild, wild web because we still have to provide, you know, the experiences and stuff, um, you know, our client base expects, but we've got to change our delivery method our support method. And then at the same time, 
We've got to support our manufacturers by continuing to provide their products to keep them open. Um, and at the same time, we still have to be able to provide products to keep ourselves open. Um, uh, New York City is the absolute worst example of what can happen. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of those integrators can't go anywhere, like right. nowhere. They're um, not allowed in buildings. What are yeah. they doing? This is a platform that they could use right now um, to at least keep a trickle enough to get them through until the the government, everybody gets a check check comes in or the uh, PPP stimulus comes through um, and could continue out through this pandemic because what if it lasts three to four months? Did that money only cover two months? Um, yeah. so, you know, actuating the business in a way where you can really live on. CD has even talked about do it with me um, for a couple of years within technology council and some talks. Um, this is a market push. We're actually being shoved physically um, into reprefacing the way we mechanically work. Won't work for everybody. We'll be 100% honest. Um, you know, it'll, if you did it in Montana, it would probably work forever, um, you know, because uh, population is so dispersed and, and spread out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is the time for everybody to, you know, I, I promote taking an hour out of your day. Take one hour out of your day that could that's typically not used for work and just sit down and say, what am I? Who am I? Who do I talk to? And who feeds my employees' families? Right. Look at that every day for 30 minutes to an hour. Just look at that because every day when new news comes out, that's going to change. Every single day. When you ask that question, you're going to get different answers. And you need to immediately look at ways to pivot or support whatever you answer to yourself. Because introspect for business right now, if you're not doing that, you you might not survive. Yeah. Well, on on that upbeat notes um but thank you very much for that message that that's really great advice that's very tangible advice it's not just like you know educate you know watch some webinars this is something people can start planning to do for their business so thank you for that and thanks for your time today um and if you want uh if people want to reach out to you for you know follow up on some of this uh is your email address the best way or how, how would you like them to reach out you know uh yeah, email is usually the best because uh, you never know when my phone is ringing. Uh, it's Joe at thoughtfulintegrations.com. Um, for those that know me, you know I'm going to answer back. You know I'm there for you guys. For those who don't know me, um, I am a pretty open book. You're, you'll always, I will always shoot straight from you. I will help where I can. Um, those in the industry that know me know that's the way I operate. I give freely. I'm not going to sugarcoat stuff for sure. Um, but you know, I, I don't look at anyone as a competitor. I look at them as a partner, um, in our industry. So I will always help. If you want to see some of the things we're actually doing, um, you can look at our website, which is, is interesting in itself and will probably change in about a week. Um, it's just thoughtfulintegrations.com. Uh, check out some of the stuff we're doing on Facebook, which is at thoughtful integrations. We have never been good on Twitter, Pinterest, or Instagram. I will just, but um, promise to ourselves and in our company, uh, we're going to start using that more. So start looking at that because that is a good example of, I, you know, when you have no idea how to do anything um, and then you start trying to figure out, if you want to see me, uh, Steve, Sarah, try to figure something out, start watching our Instagram or Twitter because we still don't know what we're doing. 
Uh, and and at, the, at the same time, you know, smile and be happy that you are still alive, that right now your business is still there. Start looking at other things. If there's anything we can do for you, uh, always reach out. Uh, we're, that's just the way we are. Great. Thanks so much, Joe. Really appreciate it. You and I will talk again. Um, this is an ongoing conversation. We've got the months and weeks to get through here and, uh, and your, your insight is always great. I'll continue to watch what you're doing as well. And, uh, and we'll, we'll let you get back to it. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you much for having me. Smart house.